Pastor Michael E. Tan. I'm the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We're at 311 North Dunbar, 55 miles south of Oklahoma City. We want to welcome you to today's program. Today you're going to be listening to a word either from myself, my lovely wife Kimberly E. Tan, or associate minister at Bethlehem, or teacher. But before we get into word today, we just want to welcome those who are listening throughout our MySpace page at www.myspace.com backslash Pastor Michael E. Tom, that's E-A-T-O-N. Maybe listening through our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com or podcast of the same name, Hear God's Word at Bethlehem or through our Women of the Vine Faith or other Ministries all on the internet. Now, let's get into the wash us and cleanse us. That we might be in right fellowship with you, Father. We might be in right relationship, Father, with you, Father. That, Lord, that as we open your word, that we might be able to hear your voice. We're asking you, Lord, speak now, for your people need to hear from you, Father. Father, we don't just stop there. We say, Lord, that you will enable us to be doers of your word and not just ears, Lord. We at Bethlehem don't lack from hearing the word. Help us, Lord, to do the word, Father. Help us, Father, to live it out, Father God, in Jesus' name. So, Father, we thank you. We praise your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. Bethlehem. Amen. We are reminded for the reason uh, for this holiday season is that we are here and have been put on planet Earth to make him known. And we are the only collective people who's motivated to do that or should be motivated to do that. Uh, You're not going to hear about Jesus at the White House. You're not going to hear about Jesus down at the House of Representatives here in Oklahoma. Many times we won't hear about Jesus at the job that we go to. And really the only way somebody's going to hear about Jesus is if you make him known. It's, it's the only way. It's, it's in your hands. We said before collectively, uh, most of us got saved in church. And many of us, uh, the fruit and the labor and the harvest came from folk who were living Jesus at home. Hello, somebody. We've got to be a people that live Jesus at home and plant the seeds that can be harvested. Hello, somebody. If, if we don't do it, nobody else will. Hello, somebody. Not even 
at Christmas. Because we have X Christ out of Christmas. Supposed to be a celebration of his born, being born where? Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. <laughs> being born in Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. In Bethlehem. So this is a great time to get on our job. Uh, Share the Love Sunday is, is one Sunday, but one of these days I'm praying that it's, it, it, we have to stop doing it because it's every Sunday. Hello, somebody. Every Sunday. So I want to challenge you who did not invite somebody to the service today to do it this coming Sunday. Amen. But before you do it, we want you to pray for those, your 10 most wanted in the box. Hello, somebody. And then we want you to go out and, 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 and plant some seeds in their hearts and in their minds and then invite them to the household of the Lord. Or better yet, invite them to Jesus. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The church is like a hospital, you know. And back in the day when they didn't have hospitals, they had made uh, what they call those uh, women that gave birth midwives. Hello, somebody. So you didn't have to come to the hospital to be born because you had midwives. Don't you know God is trying to make you a midwife? Hello, somebody. God is trying to make you a midwife. Oh, so so that people can be born out there and we can come together collectively and worship. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. That's one arm of our vision, which is to make him known. The next arm of our vision is is this place. And and many have said that they can't see it. And we're uh, going to try to make it in in color and go forward. But uh, this is the vision. This is the vision. And we're trying to get you to move in before you move in. Hello, somebody. Uh, We're trying to get you to go through these doors here uh, before those doors are even built. We're trying to get you to worship in in this sanctuary here before it's been built. We're trying to get you to preach from this spot, trying to get you to sing from back here. Oh, before. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I've already moved in my office back here. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. You ladies definitely need to, to take care of this area here. want this area here. Hello, somebody. Look at all that space for you guys. Amen. Amen and praise the Lord. You got to get there before you get there. Hello, somebody. Our theme throughout this year has been to make him known. And uh, we're preaching the last uh, sermon on Sunday in this series to make him known through salutation. And we've been standing on Psalms 105, 1, which says, give thanks to the Lord, call on his name, make what? Amongst the nation, what? What he has done. Make known amongst the nations what he has done. This is called a testimony. If God has been good to you, then you can witness. Hello, somebody. Let me say it again. If God has been good to you, then you can witness. 
Hello, somebody. You need to make them known. Hello, somebody. Amongst the nation. What he's done for me. You see, he, and yes, he's done something. He saved your soul, number one. Uh, which is the greatest blessings that you can receive. That's, that's the utmost. Uh, and you need to talk about it. You need to witness. Uh, and I challenge you all the time about how, you know, we can witness about places to eat. Hello, somebody. Uh, the Brotherhood men are going to be meeting in Winniewood this Saturday. And they're going to eat at a good place to eat. Hello, somebody. And some folk have witnessed about that place that's good to eat. Hello, somebody. And God said, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. So we've got to be on our job, people. Nobody else will do this for us. Hello, somebody. Nobody else. Nobody else will worship for us. Some people said in the sanctuary when we're worshiping and look so uh, suchy muchy. But you put them in front of that screen, especially yesterday, the football game. They probably was shouting and screaming and hollering and having all kind of emotional withdrawals. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and becoming the household of the Lord hello somebody a God that's been good good to us hello somebody hello somebody but it says to make him known amongst the nations that's our job that's our job people that's gratitude hello somebody well today we're going to share a message entitled the consuming fire of thanksgiving the consuming fire of thanksgiving we're going to look at hebrews chapter 12 verses 28 through 29 would you please stand in reverence to the word of god would you stand symbolically saying that i will stand on the word of god Say to your neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. or neighbor, or neighbor. I'm going to stand on this word. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, neighbor. Or, neighbor. or neighbor, you can stand on this word. Let's read this out loud together on three. It's one slide. One, two, three. I'll be shaken. Let us be thankful. And so worship, worship God acceptable in reverence and awe. For our God is a consuming fire. Amen. You may be seated in the household of the Lord. You may be seated in the household of the Lord today. Again, we're sharing a message entitled The Consuming Fire of Thanksgiving. The consuming fire of thanksgiving, and we're going to share on around three points as the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about an unshakable kingdom. We're going to talk about an unshakable kindness, and we're going to talk about an unshakable king. An unshakable kingdom, an unshakable kindness, and an unshakable king. We want Christians to know today that Christians should be an unshakable have a unshakable thankness, thankfulness for God. Christians should have an unshakable thankfulness for God. Back in August, you may remember what happened over there 
in Maysville. Wildfires burnt over 800 acres. And it took and burned eight homes. And it took 30 fire departments to bring it under control. What we know from this fire is that it's all consuming. This hasn't been the first fire that many of you may have dealt with. I can remember the fire over there in Tatum that even almost burnt or came near one of our dear deacon's homes and our deacon's mother's home. Because fire is a dangerous thing. It is a consuming thing. See, when the fire gets a hold of something, there's that's usually only one thing that's left. And that's ashes. If you haven't experienced uh, this kind of loss... Uh, It's worse than a tornado because a tornado can destroy a lot of things. But but you may be able to salvage maybe some of those little momentums and pictures. If there have been stories about some little items that that were found in other states and some people found those items and and gave it back to the family. But when the fire consumes it. It ain't nothing left but ashes. Hello, somebody. It ain't nothing left but ashes. I began to wonder why would God describe himself as a consuming fire? Why why would God describe himself like that? Uh, Maybe he describes himself like that because of his powerful nature. Maybe he describes himself like that because it gives reference to the Old Testament terms of sacrifices where all the sacrifice was consumed by fire. Hello, somebody. He challenged folk in the Old Testament to bring these sacrifices to be consumed by the fire. Why would he describe himself like that? And and I began to wonder, why, Lord, will you describe yourself as a consuming fire? Maybe he describes himself like that because, uh, oh, we all know that a fire is nothing to be played with. Uh, and we around here know that it's nothing to be played with. And that's why many of our cities around here, uh, after, uh, during the famine, there's a what? A fire ban. Hello, somebody. Remember going down and headed over to Winniewood and seeing that sign down uh, there in the middle of the city talking about the fire burn because, uh, oh, if a fire oh takes off. Hello, somebody. It can destroy some acres of things because it's it's, it's all consuming. 
Well, uh, we're going to learn more about that a little later in our message today, but we're going to start out in point number one and, and try to get some meaning in the context of what we're seeing. It says in under point number one, the unshakable kingdom and verse 28, therefore, since we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And that's always, if you want to understand uh, something, uh, therefore, you, you, you always got to go back, back it up, back it up to get some understanding. And if you have your Bibles in verse 25, uh, it says, see to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. Wow. See to it. That you do not refuse him who speaks. And maybe God has had to describe himself in the terms of a consuming fire because, uh, oh, he had to remind the people of, uh, of his discipline. If you read a little earlier, it says that God disciplines those whom uh, he loves. And he, as a matter of fact, he says, uh, one of the ways you can determine whether you have a relationship oh, with your children is whether or not you discipline them. Hello, somebody. And I can remember some of you telling the story about how at one time in this community in West Town that if you did something bad, uh, oh, you didn't just get a whooping from mama. You got a whooping from everybody on your way to mama hello somebody because the whole community collectively came together to help raise a child oh but in our day and time you better not touch somebody else's kid hello somebody because you're going to get in a fight hello somebody but one of the ways you can tell whether or not that you're in a relationship a covenant relationship is that you discipline them Hello, somebody. And maybe God is describing himself as a consuming fire because he wants to remind the people of God, oh, not to be just hearers of the word, but to be doers of the word. Hello, somebody. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. Oh, and if God has spoken to you, hello, somebody. If God has challenged you in the area of your life, in the areas of your sinful ways uh, and you have not responded in the right way and what is the only way to respond to God what is it obedience hello somebody if you heard him say for you to do something that you have not done uh, hello i.e. maybe oh to get married i.e. maybe to be faithful i.e. maybe oh to accept your call to preach oh i.e. maybe to sing uh, in the choir i.e. oh maybe this to give uh, your 10% a dime on a dollar if you've heard God speak to you uh, oh and you have not done it Hello, somebody. God is reminding you this morning that he is a consuming fire. Hello, somebody. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. And he's been speaking to you over and over and over and over and over and over and over again.
again, one of the ways I know that he's been speaking to you is because I know Bethlehem. Hello, somebody. And Bethlehem has some of the greatest teachers of God's word, Sunday school teachers of God's word, some of the greatest preachers uh, who teach and preach the word and he spoke to you over and over and over and over again. But yet... Hello, somebody. You refuse to do what his word says. And he had to remind the people about his all-consuming nature. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. See to it that you do not refuse him when he speaks. Hello, somebody. For if they did not escape when they refused him who warned them on earth, who much less will we if we turn away from him who warns us from heaven? Hello, somebody. Say to your neighbor, neighbor or neighbor. God is warning you. God is warning you. See, this ain't going to be a amen, hallelujah, spin on your head and your face kind of sermon. It ain't, it ain't going to, this going to be a sober sermon, oh, that could change your life. Oh, what is the way when God speaks to you and you're going the wrong way, what is it that you have to do? Repent. Oh, that's what happened. Oh, oh, with, with Jonah last week, we shared about Jonah. Oh, God helped him to repent. He was running in the wrong direction. Hello, somebody. God had gave him an assignment. God had gave him an appointment. He wanted him to cause a revival to happen in that city of Nineveh. And that man decided to run in the opposite direction. But I'm so glad that he called out to God in the middle of that belly of hell that he called it last week uh, and when he uh, oh repented guess what uh, the whale turned or the fish turned hello somebody and spit him up in the right direction yeah, yeah, yeah. hello somebody God is trying to get somebody to repent this morning because he's reminding you of his consuming nature fire hello somebody hello somebody See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Somebody has been refusing. And we call that rebellion. And if you want to, oh, if you, if you, if you want to see whether God loves you or not, just rebel. Hello, somebody. Rebel. You want to see whether you are saved or not? Rebel. Because if you are saved, God's going to do what? He's going to discipline you. Hello, somebody. There's somebody here. You're wondering why your life uh, is turned upside down. Some of you wonder why you can't be healed in your body. Why you can't get help in your marriage. Why, oh, you, you can't get any financial blessings. Why, why is it such a hard and bad time? Uh, why is it that it seems like uh, uh, I've been picked up, picked out to be picked on? Why is it? And it's because you are refusing uh, oh, his word. Hello, somebody. You're not doing what he said to do. And you know the right thing to do, but you're still living wrong. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Oh, the text says that my God is a consuming fire. 
Oh, and if you keep rebelling, uh, the only thing that's going to be left uh, in your life uh, is uh, ashes. Hello, somebody, because he disciplines the ones he loved to, even to the point of death. Hello, somebody. And what happens when you die? Oh, we get out. Hello, somebody. And all they see is you. Hello, somebody. Ain't seen nobody else. All they see is you. Hello, somebody. And God is saying, I am a consuming fire. I'm not somebody that you just not listen to. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I'm not like. Let me meddle a little bit. I'm not like your wife. You know, many, many men, you know what we do when our wife is trying to talk to us? What do we do? <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> they, they trying to talk to you while you're looking at the game? Hello, somebody. They are trying to talk to you. Why? When you first got home and you had a bad day and oh, and they're just talking. Hello, somebody. And guess what? You're not listening. Hello, somebody. You hear her say, you ain't listening to me. Hello, somebody. Oh, is that just me? That's just just me. That's just me. (laughs) He says, I'm not like your wife. I'm not somebody that you can tune out. Hello, somebody. I'm not even somebody that you should tune out. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. You you can't afford to ignore me. Because I am a consuming fire. I am a consuming fire. And I'm about to burn some stuff up. Hello, somebody. Somebody say, I'm about to burn a life up. For somebody say, I'm about to burn a marriage up. For somebody say, I'm about to burn a bank account up there that's full of money. Hello, somebody. And I'm going to burn it up. Hello, somebody. Because I'm a consuming fire. I'm about to burn up that job that you think is your God. Hello, somebody. Every time your boss speaks to you, you jump. As a matter of fact, oh, you keep your phone on at night because you can't afford to miss his call. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. God is about to say, I'm about to take that from you. Hello, somebody. I'm about to burn up somebody's health. Oh. Because you're not listening to what I have to say. Hello, somebody. See to it that you do not refuse him who speaks. Hello, somebody. 
Verse 28 then again talks about this unshakable kingdom. Therefore, since we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken. Hello, somebody. He says, what I want you to do is more important than this temporal world. Hello, somebody. Let me say that again. What, what I'm trying to get you to do, Bethlehem, is more important than the temple things in this world. It's more important than a sale. Hello, somebody. Yes, sir. A Black Friday sale that's now starting on Thursday. Hello, somebody. This is our consumer mindset nature. That's all we want is something. Give me, let me, let me have. Hello, somebody. And you see people on the television fighting over stuff that don't mount to a hill of beans. Stuff that you're going to want something new within the next two or three years. Oh, and you're fighting over and about to die for it. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Women getting trampled. Wendy women, Wendy Williams showed on our show a woman that got was getting trampled and lost her wig. Hello, somebody. <laughs> and before she could get up, she got a wig and she got back up. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Running to get that stuff. What if we ran and did what God told us to do? Bethlehem. How God is a consuming fire. All the rest of this stuff. Oh, it's temp. Hello, somebody. All the rest of this stuff is temple. Boy, we, 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 we do. We, we, we consumer mindset. We sports mindset. And it's not bad to look at sports and all that. But, but man, all day long. Hello, somebody. And let us pass one o'clock today. You, you're gonna be honored. Hello, somebody. The preacher done preached too long. Hello, somebody. And we're in the service. Oh, for two hours. Oh, and maybe the sermon, 30 minutes to an hour. Oh, but you let the game go to overtime. Hello, somebody. You think it's even better. Oh, it's going to overtime now. You'll be excited. Oh, but what if God want to do some work in this house and go to overtime past one o'clock? Hello, somebody. We should be excited about what God is doing because it's, it's an unshakable kingdom oh as the preacher pre- uh, prayed this morning the only thing done for Christ will last hello somebody that's unshakable hello somebody because we have this mindset of this unshakable kingdom we can have an unshakable Really, thankfulness. Hello, somebody. An unshakable kindness is the way I put it. It says, therefore, since we have received a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful. Let us be thankful. Hello, somebody. And I've been telling you, I'm not just preaching this series just because it's the month of November and we celebrate this one day of Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving is a discipline that shows you where you really are in your faith with God. Hello, somebody. It shows you whether or not you're headed into the promised land or not. Oh, when the people were one.
is miraculously oh pouring out manna from heaven hello somebody they should have been thankful for oh God providing that manna from heaven they should have said thank you Lord every day and they had to depend upon him on a daily basis they couldn't save it up they couldn't stir it up and on a daily basis they should have said thank you Lord for providing for thank you Lord for all that you've done thank you Lord oh for our freedom thank you Lord oh that we traveled in this wilderness but yet our shoes didn't wear out or our clothes didn't wear out thank you Lord for all that you do thank you Lord oh that you made us rich before we left because we pondered each just by asking oh thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord thank you Lord for all that you have done but they complain hello somebody they will complain us and one of the ways you want to know whether you're spiritual or holy enough is that you're murmuring about everything. We don't need to build that building. We ain't filled up the first building we got. Hello, somebody. We, we, we don't need no bathroom. The bathroom good where they are. Hello, somebody. But they ain't been the ones that's tripping and falling and breaking their neck. Hello, somebody. Trying to get there. And embarrassed in the middle of the service to go up there to use it. Hello, somebody. Ain't that embarrassing? I'm up here. I got to use the restroom. Hello, somebody. Then I got to in the middle of the sermon. I got to. Everybody know what you're going to do. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. They timing you. Okay, what he what's he, he gonna do? Uh oh. Oh, that, that ain't no number one. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Murmuring, complaining about every no Lord. Thank you, Lord. Things may not be the way that I want it to be, but thank you, Lord. Oh, and as I've said all week long, all month long, thank you, Lord, that when I woke up, I could get up because somebody couldn't wake up. We call that a coma. Oh, thank you, Lord, that when I woke up, I could get up. And if I woke up and couldn't get up, we call that being paralyzed. Thank you, Lord. But when I woke up, I was able to get up, and then I was able to walk up. Oh, because somebody could wake up and they could get up but they got to learn to walk thank you Lord oh that when I was hungry all I had to do was go to a refrigerator or the deep freezer that's filled with a month to two months full of thank you Lord can always count my blessings God don't ever leave me with something that I can't be thankful for. Hello, somebody. Even when I got to go through some bad time. Oh, thank you. I got laid off, Lord. But thank you, Lord, that I worked so hard that I could apply for unemployment. Thank you, Lord. And Jesus, I don't have as much as I would like coming in. But thank you, Lord. Oh, for social security. Thank you, Lord, that I can borrow against my 401k. Thank you, Lord. Oh, he always 
leave you. Oh, thank you, Lord. I had to give up my house, but I had family that was willing to take me in to their home. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. And then if you really want to have some faith, thank him for what he's about to do. Hello, somebody. Thank you, Lord. I don't have a job right now, but I thank you, Lord, for the door that you're about to open. Oh, I'm single and I don't have a wife right now, but thank you, Lord, that I'm being prepared for her. Oh, oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, I don't have no money in my bank account, but thank you, Lord, for the divine heavenly transfer that's about to hit my bank account. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord. I may be sick in my body, but I thank you for the healing. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hello, somebody. So because I know the God that I serve, I'm concerned about his kingdom. I can be thankful at all times. I don't have to complain and I don't have to murmur. As a matter of fact, I need to repent from complaining and murmuring. Because God has, has told us as a church to build this sanctuary. Those of us who are spiritual amongst us believe that. To build it. Hello somebody. If God has told us to do it, we ain't got to worry about how we're going to do it. We've we got to trust him to do it. Hello somebody. Give God a hand and clap of praise up in here. Up in here, up in here. Even if the people don't give. What I look like saying, I'm not doing what God says to do because the people ain't backing it. Hello, somebody. See what happened with the people. They, they didn't back going into the promised land. Hello, somebody. As a matter of fact, they took a vote. And, and, and guess who got outvoted? Hello, somebody. Joshua and Caleb got outvoted. 10 to 12. Hello, somebody. And what happened? They didn't get to go over. And if the folk don't want to do it now, guess what? I've got to continue, oh, as a pastor and a leader of this church, uh, to tell you what God said. And when God said it, he means it. And we came back down from it. We can't look at the people. We've got to look at God. And all of you are willing to go in. Let's get ready. Because everybody don't get to go in. Because our God is a consuming fire. You know what happened to all those people? Talking about a consuming fire. He said uh, possibly could have been millions of people. Our God is a consuming fire because millions of people all went back. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. And those two Hello, somebody. Joshua and Caleb made it in. And I have to challenge those of us who, who, who are seeing what's going on in the place. Oh, don't look at the people. You better decide that I'm going to be the one that gets to go in. In Jesus' name. I don't care about what nobody said. I don't care about the bank account. I don't care about any of that. All I care about is that God has spoken. And because God has spoken, I cannot afford to ignore what he's saying. Because my God is a God. Consuming fire. 
Hello, somebody. And at this point in time, I'm thankful, Lord, for what we do have in the building, son. Hello, somebody. A lot of times we like to look at what we don't have. Hello, somebody. We have a lot more than what Dr. Whitlow said that they had when they built the back of this building. As a matter of fact, I'm ashamed to let them know how much we do have. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. He said they, don't, they didn't have nothing. Hey, hello, somebody. And God did it. Hey, hey, we've got something. Hello, somebody. We, we, we've got something to work with. Oh, when the widow was about to make her food and die. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Then, then the prophet, the man of God came and said, let me have your Cheerio, your last Cheerio bowl. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. And they say, one of the ways you want to shout, know whether somebody loves you is ask them for the last bite. <laughs> ask them for the last bite. Just wait. Just wait on it. Wait on it. I see my wife waiting on it. She's loving it. She's eating it. She's loving it. And I say, honey, let me have that last bite. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened with the prophet, and guess what? She gave what she had. Hello, somebody. God provided for her. Hello, somebody. If folk don't want to give, we've got to give what we have back to God. Hello, somebody. Let me say that. Folk, folk want to ignore God and his voice. We got to give what we have back to him. And when we give back to him, he can make more of what we have. Oh, in Jesus' name. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, he can make more of what I already have. Hello, somebody. Somebody asked Moses, what's in your hand, Moses? And you got trapped. And what's in your hand? Oh, all I have is a little stick. Give that stick back to God. And God, with that little stick, made a way out of no way. Give back. Oh, to God, what you have. And when you give back, you can reap. Hello, somebody. Oh, you can reap miracles. Hello, somebody. Be thankful for what you have. And give it back to him. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for my hoop. And I'm I'm going to give it back to you and see when he make more of it. Thank you, Lord. Oh, for my holy shoes, I give them back to He can make more out of what's left behind than you can make more out of everything that you got in Jesus' name. But you've got to be thankful. Say to your neighbor, neighbor, oh neighbor, be thankful. Have an unshakable kingdom work unshakable kindness because we have an unshakable what king hello somebody and this is where we get that concept of our God is a consuming fire hello somebody he's bigger than anything I like what brother Al I like that uh, Psalms 29 that brother Al shared this morning I mean that was uh, that's the God that I serve hello somebody 
He's unshakable and he has a voice that can change something. He's unshakable and he has a voice and all he has to do is speak. He don't need anything but his voice. And that's what 29 was talking about. His voice. That very same voice that made something out of nothing. That very same voice that, that stepped out of nothing and nowhere and spoke as the theologians say ex nihilo and made something out of nothing. That same God. Oh, don't even even need anything. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Because our God is a consuming fire. Exodus 15, 7 says, In the greatness of your majesty, you've thrown down those who oppose you. Hello, somebody. You unleashed your burning anger. And it consumed them like what? Like stubble. They decided to do and want to do and go and do their own thing to rebel against the program of God, rebel against the kingdom of God. And guess what? They were consumed by God. I don't know who I'm speaking to here today. But this is a warning. This is a warning. Old folk used to say, get right, church. And let's go home. Get right, church, and let's go home. Don't ignore the voice of God. You know what you're supposed to do. Hello, somebody. You know it. And you knew it from the very beginning of this message. Because God has been speaking to you. You say, preacher, you all up in my business. No, I don't know your business like you think I know. (laughs) God knows. Hello, somebody. He knows what you do in secret. Hello, somebody. And the Bible says what's done in the dark, what? Pop to the light. But all you have to do is repent. That's all you got to do. It's turn. He loves you. And he wants to work in your life in miraculous ways. Church, Bethlehem, God loves you. And he wants the best for you because you're his child. But like any good father, the way I determine whether I'm, I love you is by my discipline. If I just let you get away with it, that means I don't love you. Hello, somebody. And that baby tried to stick their finger in the socket. And uh, that baby tried to touch that hot stove. You got to give them something. If you love them, you got to give them something to remember. Hello, somebody. What's that? The spare the rod and what? Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. Out of love. Hello, somebody. Out of love, and God is saying to us, church, to us all, get right, repent, and turn from your wicked ways. Hello, somebody. Brother Leslie Kendrick did a marvelous workshop, and his whole workshop had to do with confessing a 
of our sins or repenting to repent and he said uh, you know I've got to share this this is this is a heavy word I got to share this with you and God is saying repent turn confess your sins but confession is a, repentance is not just a confession, but it's a confession of your of of your walk. It's a turning. I said, Lord, I forgive you, Lord, for 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 being single and having sex outside of marriage. But but that's just a confession, and I think they dealt with this a little bit in Sunday school. But it is a turning of the way. I, I confess. I break up with that person. Hello, somebody. I take them out of my phone. I cut them from my Facebook. I don't follow them on Twitter. Hello, somebody. <laughs> Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. I, I repent. I turn. Hello, somebody. And, and if you want to be blessed of God, you've, you've got to be. You've got to repent. Or else. I believe it's was Charles Spurgeon that preached a famous sermon entitled Sinners in the Hand of an Angry God. Hello, somebody. But 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 I'm I'm talking about saints in the hands of an angry God. Hello, somebody. Dr. E. K. Bailey preached a sermon entitled Saints with Sinners Problems. Hello, somebody. But, but the key to that is that saints are the only one that can really truly repent. And they are the only one that can truly return because sinners can only go one way. Hello, somebody. Sinners only have one nature. You've heard me say it many times. Christians are crazy. You say, preacher, why are Christians are crazy? It's because we have two natures. Hello, somebody. And you can walk upon us, oh, in the household of the Lord and in our spiritual nature. We are worshiping God. And that same person you cut out, cut off in the parking lot can get in the flesh and begin to speak in tongues that don't need interpreting. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. But if you fail, the songwriter says, we fall down, but we get up. We fall down, but we get up. But a saint is just a sinner. You said, you almost held that note. <laughs> Who fell down and got up. Say to your neighbor, neighbor. Oh, neighbor, get back up again. Say to your other neighbor, neighbor, oh, neighbor, get back up again. In Jesus' name. All eyes closed, heads bowed. Saints are praying. Deacons, will you come? We're taking this opportunity for you to respond to the word of God. Respond to the word of God. For the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 25, see to it that you do not refute him that speaks. And he's spoken today. Don't refute him. There's a few different people who are here today. There's maybe somebody in the sanctuary that 
do not know Christ and the pardon of your sins. I just want to take a time to let you know about who Jesus is. The, the Bible says God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And he came to this world. He came to this world and he, he proved that he was the Messiah. He yeah. proved that he was who God says he was. He did many miracles. But the miracles in the miracles was not the salvation. He finally had to die for the sins of the world. And he died and was buried and raised again on the third day. And if you're here today and you want to get your life right with God, that God that's a consuming fire. That God that says that if you do not accept him, you'll end up in a eternal punishment called hell because he is a consuming fire. And if you want to be saved today, we want you to slip out of your seat. If you don't ever remember giving your life to Jesus Christ, we want you to slip out of your seats right now in Jesus name. There may be somebody else here today and, and, and you've given your life to Jesus Christ, but you were convicted by the word of God. And you're tired of refuting him and you want to come and you want to rededicate your life to Jesus Christ. You want to rededicate your life to the things of God. Then why don't you come? You may be here and you don't and have not been baptized. Why don't you come? You may be here and say, preacher, I've been struggling with some things in my, in my life. I want to do right, but I, I just can't. Why don't you just pray for me? Preacher, I heard about this God that's a consuming fire. And I want to get my life right with him. Hello again. This is Pastor Michael Eaton. I've been your host for today's program. And before we sign off, we just want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with God. You know, many people are waiting to have a personal relationship with God. They're waiting because they're trying to clean up their life or get right with God to stop smoking or cursing before they come to the house of the Lord. And you know what I tell them? There's nothing that you can do or stop doing that would make you right for a relationship with God thing that you must do, however, is take God's provision. You see, in order to get right with God, you have to meet him on his terms, and his terms is Jesus Christ. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And the Bible says that we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But the Bible also said that God demonstrated his love towards us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. God's only son, God's love, Christ died for us. So in order to get right with God, you have to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And you can do that today by praying this simple prayer. Dear God, I confess with my mouth the Lord Jesus, and I believe in my heart that Jesus died for sins was buried and rose again on the third day. Dear God, come into my life, come into my heart as my Lord and Savior. Amen. And 
praise the Lord. She prayed that prayer for the first time. And the angels in heaven are rejoicing. For now you are a child of the living King. Because you're a child of the living King, you have to find God's family. And that's what the church is. The church is God's family here on earth. We love, believe by faith that you've been born household of faith here at Bethlehem again we're at 311 North Dunbar in Falls Valley Oklahoma 55 miles south of Oklahoma City we'd love to see you in our services and if you're listening throughout the world listening throughout the United States Canada United Kingdom or even China we're going to pray that God will deliver you to a Bible believing Bible teaching Bible living church where you can grow up and the things of God. We want to thank you once again for listening. And again, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you need to find a church home. A baby born needs to be a baby born in the family because babies can't make it on their own. And if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are a spiritual baby. You must find a church home. Again, we want to thank you for joining us today. And I'm going to give us a final benediction. A benediction is a final blessing. Father God, we thank you, Lord, and we pray in Jesus' name that you would bless everyone at the sound of my voice, especially the new children of God. Deliver them safely to a church home and put your hedge of protection around us all. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again, either here in Cyber Church or in the service. We thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello again. This and is Pastor Mike Tom, the senior pastor of the Bethlehem Baptist Church in Pauls Valley, Oklahoma. We want to take this opportunity to see if God used this message in your heart. If if your life is changed, if God really spoke to you and touched your heart and changed the moment in your life, we just want to thank God for how he's working in your life, but we also want to take this opportunity to see if we can get you to sow a seed in the life of our church. Right now, we're entering into a building program, and we've calling this program Vision to Reality. And this is phase one of our building program, and I've told many of our members, you know, I may not serve at a mega church, but I do serve a mega God. Not living in a mega city. This is Paul's Valley. But we serve a mega God because we're heard all over the United States and different countries and kingdoms. And we're believing that God owns the cattle on a thousand hills where you are. And if you take a moment and go to our church website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And you can hear it. Uh, tap the link on the MySpace page or... Uh, just go to the front page of our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com and scroll to the bottom there. You'll see Vision to Reality, and that's where you can give to the building. And we, we want to do it kind of just like Obama did. And he raised his funds. It was just people, ordinary, everyday people, $25 that helped him to raise millions of dollars in a economy that people were saying that is depressed. I think that's God. I believe God can do it for us, and we want you to give. Once again now, if God has touched and moved and worked in your life as a result of you listening to this ministry, we want you to give to vision, to reality, and help us to make our building here in Paul's Valley, 
state-of-the-art build a reality because you've taken time to give 25, 50, 10, 100, and you may be able to do more. Whatever God is laying on your heart, we need you so we can build this vision to a reality. May God bless you and keep you is my prayer. Again, go to the website, www.heargodsword.com.